Welcome to the 510 podcast. I am Heidi Matheson, and my goal in the next five to 10 minutes is to bring you some encouragement from the Word of God. In Ephesians 5 verse 10, Paul tells us to find out what pleases the Lord. And the writer of Hebrews says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So together, let's strengthen our faith with the Word of God. Today, I want to start a two-part series called Defining Love. Now, these episodes might be a little bit longer than 10 minutes, but I think it's a very important conversation to be having. There are a number of times in the Bible where we're told to act in love. For example, in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul tells us that without love, we're nothing. Even if we prophesy, if we have faith that can move mountains, without love, it means nothing. And a couple of chapters later, in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 14, he tells us, do everything in love. Now that's an all-encompassing statement. Paul is telling us that the foundation of our lives as Christians, the way that we interact with others, the way we interact with God, the foundation should be love. Love should be the overarching theme of our lives. Therefore, it's really important that we have a solid understanding of what love is. We need to take a deep look into the Bible in order to define this element that is supposed to be such an integral part of our lives. And I also think that defining love is particularly important in today's world, because I think that our culture has lost sight of what real love is. It's almost like love has become a religion in itself. There's a phrase that has become very popular in the past few years, the phrase, love is love. Now it sounds good, but I want to take some time to look at what the Bible says about love and whether the Bible's concept of love matches up to the culture surrounding this phrase. Now in the New Testament, there are a few different Greek words that are used for the word love. In English, our vocabulary for love is very limited. We say, I love ice cream. But we also say, I love my husband. In Greek, these words are more specific. They give a more precise definition of the word love. And the word that we're concentrating on today is the Greek word agape, which is considered the highest form of love. It's a sacrificial type of love. In fact, in 1 John 4 verse 8, John makes the statement that God is agape love. The definition of this word for love is more than our human minds can fully grasp. It's the love that God has for his people. It's the love that caused Jesus to give his life on the cross to give us salvation. It's so much more than a friendly love. It's more than a brotherly love, a romantic love, or a sexual love. Agape is true love. So let's start with a scripture in Philippians 1 verse 9. This is one of Paul's famous long-winded sentences, but stick with me, we'll break it down. Paul says, And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now, there are a few striking details in this verse. First of all, it says that our love, agape love, 
must grow in knowledge and depth of insight. This agape love is not something that we naturally just completely understand. It needs to mature. There is a growth element. And as we mature in our faith and in our relationship with God, our knowledge grows, our depth of insight grows, and our love grows. And also, our knowledge and our understanding of love grows. It's important that we understand that love is not feelings or sentiments that can change according to whatever our mood or our environment is. True love is rooted in knowledge. The second thing we see in this verse is that the reason our love must grow is so that we can discern what is best and so that we can be pure and blameless. That's about living a life that pleases God rather than trying to please other people. It's about living God's best life for us, understanding what he's called us to do, because we know that his plans and purposes for us are better than anything we can ever dream up for ourselves. And then the third striking thing in this verse is that it says, Our love must grow and mature so that we will bear the fruits of righteousness. These are the marks and the characteristics of Christians. When true agape is overflowing from our lives, then we're recognized as Jesus' followers. So Philippians 1 verse 9 is telling us to allow our love and our understanding of love to grow so that we will live how God wants us to live, so that we will love others in a way that helps them to live how God wants them to live. You know, as a parent, if one of my children started down a destructive pathway, if they started making poor life choices that I could see was going to be bad for their future. Under no circumstances would I sit back and let them do what they want out of love. I will intervene and actively take steps to help them see where they're going wrong because I love them. I will not give up praying, guiding, teaching them because I love them. I want them to live a full purposeful, joyful, good life, the life that God has for them. Paul talks about this in 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 11. He uses this as an example of how we should love others. He says, For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Friends, as Jesus' followers, our growing, maturing love should compel us to urge one another to live lives that are worthy of God, just like a parent would lovingly direct a child and not allow them to live a destructive life. Now, can I take a little aside here and just remind us that as we urge others to live godly lives, this should be done with kindness and respect, as indeed love is defined in 1 Corinthians 13, which we'll talk about in the next episode. I just don't want us thinking that love compels us to go around commanding people change their way of life and leaving them feeling judged and criticized rather than loved. Remember in 1 Corinthians 5, Paul tells us that we should be calling out sin in others 
But those others are people who call themselves brothers, people who are within the church, people who are already Christians. But for those who are not Christians, we're simply to set a good example and allow God to convict and to be the judge. But there is an important aspect to this love that we need to keep in mind when considering those who are not yet Christians. And we find this in Colossians chapter 1 verses 3 to 5. Paul gives us a clue here as to where agape love comes from. He says, We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you, because we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people. The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel. Wow, I love this verse so much. Paul is saying that agape love is born out of the hope that we have in an eternal future. True love is not about the here and now. Do you know that the way that we love people could affect how they spend eternity? So love may not mean accepting someone's behavior or choices if they don't live up to God's word. We can disagree, but still love. It's not about wanting to please others. Agape love is also not about instant gratification or self-gratification. It's not this idea that if it feels good, it must be good. Very often, the things that feel good are not good for us. Very often the things that feel good are actually harmful for us. And true agape love steers us away from what is harmful. It steers us towards what is good for us now and what is good for us in the future, including our eternal future. Okay, so I'm going to close this episode here. And in the next episode, we're going to look at what Jesus said about love because we've looked at what Paul said about love. And we're going to look at how Jesus actioned love because Jesus' entire life was one big display of love and it gives us an insight into how we should love others. So remember, our love needs to grow in knowledge and depth of insight so that we can live the lives God wants us to live and so that we can urge others to live the lives that God wants them to live. Lives that are good for us now and that are good for our eternal future. We'll talk more about love in the next episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you were encouraged today. You can find the 510 podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you found today's encouragement helpful, please subscribe and consider sharing it with a friend.